Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Ale, ale, ale! Welcome, Interisti, to episode 37 of the Interviews Podcast. This is an episode to talk about what should be the end of Inter's Mercato, bringing in a, finally, a right center back, Benjamin Pavard from Bayern Munich for uh, 30 million plus two in bonuses. One of the uh, more anxiety-inducing sagas of Inter's transfer window, of which there have been several, uh, has finally come to an end here, and Inter brings in a much-needed right center back. As always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. And Johnny, there's no way that we'd be able to do a, a wrap-up for this this big of a signing, the biggest in Serie A this summer, if you look at the financials, without bringing on uh, a very, very special guest. So I'll toss it over to you to uh, to bring our guy in. Yeah, we decided to to bring in this uh, this Cuban American who uh, <laughs> who speaks with a, a very very noticeable accent. You may have seen him in Spain. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we have Nima with us. Obviously, nobody better to bring in to talk about uh, our Frenchman who's come in, Benjamin Pavard. Uh, can't wait to talk and see you know just how he's going to fit with the team, what we can potentially expect, and just how. Um, he is really the perfect signing for Inzaghi's style of play. So, Nima, welcome again. You've uh, you are the most guest appearance member of uh, of the podcast. So, obviously, love being able to talk with you about really anything Inter, but uh, especially now this signing that you have wanted. I know for sure since January, probably yeah. longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. How excited are you to finally we get we get your man? I'm thrilled. Um... I'm not even, I'm elated. Um, I think there's several aspects to this signing that I think we should talk about. The first thing is what this means for the project Inter. This is the biggest signing Inter have done since Ashraf Hakimi. Um, before, before the summer began, if you remember, I was telling you guys when we were on Spaces, when I was on this podcast and, and my own podcast on the Italian Football Podcast, that, look, this summer, Inter are going to lower the wages and because if we reach the Champions League final, it's going to be plus minus zero in terms of sales and, and players in. And I identified Brozovic and Onana, Onana as the players that they're going to sell because of the financial situation. And, and, and I thought Pavard, uh, Lukaku on a loan, um, you know, these were my dream signings, Fratesi, uh, and all that. But this has been an incredibly frustrating summer. Um, Inter's directors, uh, you can't even blame Steven Zhang on this, um, because they by now know the parameters under which they work under. They have been back and forth. Lukaku, Samarzic, Balogun, Skamaka. It's been a merry-go-round. And regardless of where you stand on that you can't absolve the directors from how they've handled it it's as simple as that you can't do that even if there are mitigating circumstances and inter is inter um but 
this now puts an end to that that discussion and i lost faith as well during it that okay so everything they all they do is just bullshit you know if you know after the lukaku thing we ended up with todd and you know, so we ended up with arnautovic it was it felt like okay they just they just bullshit quadrado on a free alexis on a free everyone on a uh, you know carlos agosto in for golson's penny for penny uh brozovic and fratesi penny for penny essentially a little bit you know onana out huge profit on summer well this is the big money signing this is the most expensive signing in the city A this summer <laughs> that's uh, crazy yeah it is that's just you know that just tells you how freaking poor the city A is um but it is the biggest signing financial signing of the city A. um but above all if we look at you know, this this puts an end to all of that discussion. This means essentially that yes, that this is the project is no longer hemorrhaging. They they they've actually lowered the wages, and they're going to keep lowering the wages until we reach that hundred million gross uh, annual cost of the squad. Hundred hundred and five. I think they're on hundred and ten now. Hundred and fifteen, something like that. They were on hundred and thirty four um, uh, this past season. They brought it down to hundred and fifteen um, gross annually somewhere there which is where they should be and it's a statement signing make no mistake about it it's i'm not hyping this up just to be you know you guys know me i don't do hyperboles and and stuff like that i'm just honest when i'm critical i'm honest and i explain why and i'm when i'm when i'm positive or can be interpreted as positive i'm also honest this is a statement signing this is a statement signing that says Inter are back. Inter is competing. Inter is improving. There is the the project that's been frozen for two for three years. Two years is thawing. It's been frozen, but it's thawing. This is a player who is a direct replacement for Milan Skriniar, and is a player who is in the Simone Inzaghi system, which I know we're going to get into, an up the upgrade on Milan Skriniar. Uh, Milan Skriniar never really suited neither Antonio Conte or Simone Inzaghi's back three. Antonio Conte made it work because he's a tactical genius, and when he decides that instead of bitching and whining, he wants to win players over, then all of a sudden Ivan Perisic is a left wing back, Christian, Christian Eriksen is a regista, and Milan Skriniar is a right centre back. That's just how brilliant Antonio Conte is when he wants to actually work and not bitch and moan and blame everyone under the sun. But this is a fantastic signing. There's no doubt about it. Nima, I have a question on how this came to be, right? Because it's been reported that we were interested in Pavard for, you know, over a year now that if things didn't happen with, you know, this signing coming through now that we would have went after him on a free mm. is the only reason this, this signing came to fruition because we missed out on other targets or was it always our intention to bring in Pavard this summer? Inter wanted Benjamin Pavard in, uh, in January. Um, they even made an offer for him. Bayern Munich declined. Pavard said yes, because uh, Inter were looking to sell Milan Skriniar in January already to PSG. So this is not this has been a long time coming. The reason that Pavard ended up coming 
is because the Samajic deal fell through. And if you look at the squad's needs, there is no discussion who's needed more. Yeah. Look, it's it's not even, you know, it's just it's just not even a debate. Like, the conspiracy theorist in me thinks that <laughs> we allowed this whole thing to drag out with Samarchic. We knew the father was going to blow it up just so we could pivot and get Pavard. No, no, I wish that were true. And as entertaining <laughs> as that is, I and I hope that was the case. Uh, no, nah, yeah, for, obviously for it any, worked. For, I know you're just being silly. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I mean, for entertainment purposes, it would be hilarious if that was... The here's case, the thing, but I, Pavard was I think this worked to, out perfectly, though. Here's the thing, though. Pavard was on his way to Manchester United. Um, Harry Maguire not leaving Manchester United is the reason Benjamin Pavard is in Milan right now as we're recording this. So, Harry Maguire, <laughs> inter-legend. So, we're, <laughs> bu- we're, bu- we're buying him next summer as a thing. His head's fucking massive. <laughs> you know... Uh, you know, Slabhead is 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 an interlegend, is an interhero, um, because him not going, leaving United didn't allow them to sign Pavard. Amazing, which I am yeah. over the moon over about. Because look, the reason why I've wanted him for such a long time is if you and and this is something that was I've been talking to you guys both in the group chat and on WhatsApp and and it triggers me because when people are being like stupid on purpose um it annoys me to no end Benjamin Pavard has played as a right center back for about a year now and he did it under Nagelsmann at Bayern and he did so he was one of the few shining lights of that Bayern Munich side so the adjustment period will be virtually zero. Inter are buying a World Cup winner. They're mm-hmm. buying a Champions League winner. They're buying a player who is ready, who is like for like with Skriniar, who suits Simon Inzaghi's system <clears throat> left, right. I mean, if I were to build the best, the dream Simon Inzaghi back three, It'd be Bastoni yeah. to the left, Pavar to the right, and Skriniar and Bre- or Bremer in the middle. Because of the ball passing, the transitioning, the way that Inter defend, the Inter, the left centre-back and the right centre-back defend, the way they cross, the fact that they can shoot, both both of them can shoot with both feet and can have scored screamers, the way that they push forward when breaking the passing lanes of the opposition when Inter are in the danger of being suffering a counter attack he's he he is ideal for Simon Inzaghi there is no doubt about that and also he replaces or doesn't replace but he mitigates the miss the, the loss of Onana in terms of mm. passing and creativity from the back he really does he really really does both him and Bastoni do Last year we had essentially Andrea Pirlo in goal. I mean, Inter had. I mean, the, 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 I've never seen a goalkeeper play. Never, yeah. Play passes like that. I mean, the timing and and, and, and on the ground, not even yeah. just like through the air, no. like right up the middle, like the middle. In, I would think it's suicide, and he's yeah. just threading the needle perfectly. Like these to find, hot knife you know, through whoever. butter down the middle passes that were just like, did our goalkeeper just do that? I mean, it was it was bizarre. 
And it wasn't just one time, it was constantly. And this is the reason why Pep Guardiola didn't even press Inter. He said so after the game in the Champions League final. It would be suicide to do that. You don't press on Anna because he just plays it past you. And he has the quality to deliver. He, he won't just shoot it up for, you know, Hail Mary. He will thread a brilliant ball pass and then you're, they're six against three. Yeah, it's, it's it's something that I even thought about. Sorry, Alex or Alessandro, but like I, I thought about like with with if Inzaghi would ever go to the EPL, and he was able to have the money that he wanted. I mean, obviously, I think he would bring in Onana back for him because that's mm. the perfect goalkeeper for his system, and it would be scary what he could do if you gave him two hundred million to spend on on transfers <laughs> and, and stuff. Like it's getting ridiculous what Simone Inzaghi has done at both Lazio and Inter is truly ridiculous I mean he has won trophies he has brought them to the cha- every single time he's been in the Champions League he's taken them from the group stage he brought Inter to the Champions League final the the Serie A has been the, the first season especially was very disappointing not winning it but the second season I can't I, I don't think anyone would have been able to stop Napoli I thought they were they were the best team in Italy. Yeah, um, I think the gap is the only thing we would have wanted exactly. to be closer. But exactly. yeah, I agree. I think I mean that was they came out hot, they stayed hot all season, avoided injuries, which I think is always huge mm. too. You know, and so rotated Spalletti rotated so damn well throughout the entire season and kept everyone fresh. Um, and that was decisive. I mean, what is it, ninety four points? How many points did they have? Ninety four, ninety five points. I think points. it was ninety four, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean you don't he win the league with 94 points. You just sometimes you just got to take your hat off and say to your opponent, "Well done." And Spalletti yeah. did did an amazing job uh, with Napoli. Uh, it's his Mona Lisa. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It feels like with the Pavard signing, also, you know, you talked about this is a statement signing for you. Mm. That if you look at every level of the team. When we talk about world-class players, you know, our forward department, Lautaro, is a world-class player. Our midfield, Barella, is a world-class player. Pavard, in his prime, along with Bastoni, these are two world-class players mm. in our back line. Especially mm. when you think about what other defenders in the uh, on the continent have the passing range or the comfortability being on the ball. It's, you know, it, it, it is a statement. Yeah, it is. It is, and they're bringing in a world-class player. Inter have bought a player from Bayern Munich. Um, Inter have signed a top-class player from a club who, in my opinion, is going to probably win the Champions League this season, just to put it into context. Um, And they've brought him when that club didn't want to sell him. You know, this wasn't some... This wasn't, you know, I don't know... Ruben Loftus Cheek with no, you know, I'm not dissing <laughs> Milan, but you, you see what I'm saying? This wasn't a fringe player. This is a yeah. starting player at Bayern Munich who Bayern Munich went completely bunny boiler a la Glenn Close over and did not want to let him go. Um, and Inter got him. And, you, you know, as much, you know, this is when I say that when you're critical, you should be, you should always be honest and factual. I've been very critical of what Inter have done this summer. I think I've been right to be. But you also got to be honest. This is a fantastic deal that they've pulled off. And for those youngins who didn't get Nima's Glencoe's uh, Bunny Boiler <laughs> reference, that's from Fatal Attraction. Yeah, it is. It's a movie you should go check out. Pretty good movie, actually. It's a really good she movie. She plays it's a classic. psycho woman scorned. Oh, yeah, he is it Michael Douglas yeah. cheats on on, uh, on, on his wife. 
on his wife with Glenn Close. Yeah. And then he and tries she, to end it with Glenn Close and, and she it goes doesn't crazy. End well. Yeah, she yeah. boils the kids. There's a scene with a with a yeah, I don't want to give any spoilers, anyway, but I don't yeah, feel yeah. I don't feel I'm doing a spoiler on a movie from nineteen eighty six or anything. <laughs> yeah, seven. if you haven't seen it, you're probably not gonna see it, but yeah, it, that's exactly. where that movie, that reference yeah. is from. Uh-huh. Full on Thomas Tuchel has gone full on bunny boiler this this last week and a half. I mean when you're I've never seen a manager sit in a press conference and say, Yeah, he wants to leave. He wants to leave and go to Inter. That's true. So why aren't yeah, you letting him was, go then? He was very <laughs> salty. We we can't tell the story of this transfer without talking about Pavard's, um, you know, maybe we can call them antics in the last week leading up to this uh, this transfer here. I think he's endeared himself to a lot of Interisti given how hard uh, he pushed in order to, to, you know, push this transfer through. Have you seen, you know, a, another player... <laughs> Wanted this bad, or I think a lot of people on Twitter are saying he's twerking for Inter. Nah. What was the last time you've seen something like this? Balogun wished ever, who didn't he wish like every Inter player Turam. happy birthday? <laughs> uh, like it was Turami was twerking for Inter, he was talking about Ronaldo. I mean, we had you know, Lukaku was let's remember how Lukaku ended up at Inter. Uh, a year, a year, a year ago, exactly. Um, that was that was twerking of the highest order, if I ever saw one. As well, I mean, he literally threw his career at Chelsea, threw it to the dogs after just three months with that interview with Barzaki. So um, it's clear that Inter is an environment where people want to be, um, and they have managed to create that environment despite. Let's be honest. A very difficult, very difficult circumstances. Um, Simone Inzaghi, Beppe Marotta, Piero Auxilio have created a dressing room and an environment that is they they they, they deliver results. They play football that the players like playing, and yeah, it's you got to give credit where credit is due, and. And that's 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 something that we should applaud them for. Mm. The play nobody wants to leave; everybody wants to stay, um, and they play and they and they're happy. They've created a very very good workplace and, and an environment that everyone is happy with being at. It's it's interesting though when you think about it because obviously we I mean we know players talk amongst themselves and I'm mm. sure they they communicate. Turam has been on the national team with Pavard, mm. so they I'm I'm sure you know he's been able to share things. But to see like you said the the players the way they are they will never want to leave it seems, mm. and they only do it unless when they're forced to. And then when they do leave they they try to force their way back, so they or they're interested in coming back. Like you hear rumors of even Hakimi, Hakimi. wanting to come back and. And stuff like it's 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 incredible, and to, I don't I can't think of a player. I mean, I know, yeah, like Lukaku did it to an extent, but I mean, he's liking you know Acerbi's birth birth of his child photos and commenting <laughs> on like I've I've never seen this type of stuff, and and you know the smile he had even when walking into the airport. Mm. I was I mean, yeah, it's a stark Getting contrast to what we saw when he scored the goal. <laughs> And the face he had after he scores a goal, like, I mean, it's it's almost like a weight's been lifted. He's finally freed to come in. I do want to talk about the what type of player we are getting in here. Mm. I mean, obviously, we we we've discussed how he w- is a perfect fit. Um, we we mentioned his passing and how it's going to complement, you know, the opposite side of what Bastoni is able to do. One thing I've noticed just from watching him play and having seen him play in. in 
at Bayern and, and what he's been able to do even, you know, in, in short stints in, in the summer and, and what we've seen here. I love his anticipation and ability to read the play on the defensive side and how he's able to to perfectly time slide tackles. He has pace that I think he doesn't get enough credit for, which, I mean, you mentioned it, but I feel like people forget just... He's not blistering speed, but it does have pace to just close down his man and not allow him to be beaten. And even if he is beaten, he's got enough pace to recover and 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 make a timely challenge there. What else do you like notice with him that you think is is something that we should be you know excited about to have him here at Inter? The ball, uh, the ball, tr- um, trans the the ball transportation, um, the the crossing, the passing. Uh, passing lanes, um, things like that, um, in the final third, and and how he'll help Inter push up and press, make Inter's press more cohesive, even though Inter play with a much lower defensive line than they did for large parts last season. They're playing more similarly to how they played last year uh, from April onwards, and the fact that Inter are a much more direct team now yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of if you just even, you know, this weekend against Cagliari, a lot of the the build up, especially in the first half, came down the left hand side where you have Bastoni and Di Marco who are both very, very capable further up the up the pitch. Um we don't see that with Darmian and, and Dumfries, but maybe with Pavard's insertion we'll get to see the same sort of influence down the right um down the right flank. And also, Johnny, to your point. Pavard started out as a, you know, on the right wing, right? You don't move a player from wing back to right center back unless he does have the ability to defend. And I think like from what I've seen from him, it's only gotten better as his uh, as his career has gone on. He's a really, really good athlete. Um, again, 27 years old in the prime of his career, signed a contract till 2028. So we've got him locked up. And I think um, if... You know, a lot of Tifosi were coming into this summer saying, are we going to get our replacement for Skriniar? At this point, it feels like an upgrade. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I, I would definitely think that now, especially in terms of what he would be able to bring, you know, with the team and, and um, how he, like like Nima has said, you know, how he fits Inzaghi's system better than Skriniar. In terms, uh, in terms of defensive ability, we all know Skriniar was one of the best as a defender. Mm-hmm. Um, but in ball playing, being able to progress the ball, and I think it also makes it a little bit harder to game plan for how to defend Inter when you now have guys on either side who could send cross, like you know, diagonal balls, you know, to whomever. Whether it's Pavard going to Di Marco or Bastoni finding Barella, like now you can literally attack from so many different positions in the field and just start the counter in such a blistering way. It's gonna be interesting. Like I'm actually gonna love, you know. The, I tweeted from the from the interviews account um, some of his passes, and there was a ball that he played to Leroy Sane. Mm. I could just picture him doing that same ball to Turam and and getting in behind defenders. It, it's it's gonna be so exciting to see. I was obviously you know big on the Samarchitz train, and I was disappointed when it fell apart. But this is a much more important fill, like position filled. And much more of a need than Samarchich was ever going to be. So I am so happy with this signing, 
and just can't wait. Like, I hope he gets the start against Fiorentina. I know he won't, but or may, I, mean, I could be surprised, but I, I would love it if, if we got to see that from the start. Especially considering Leal is another year into, you know, heading towards uh, his prime, prime years. Cavada as well. These are two two guys that we're going to see a lot of over the next few years. And to try to attack that with Darmian, as well as he did against them last year, he's only getting older. And using him as a starter in the right center back position is not the best use of his uh, his skills there. Um, so not that, just, that, you know. Not just that. With Pavard, with Bisek, with Darmian, with Carlos Agosto, Di Marco, Quadrado, Dumfries, Acerbi, Bastoni, you have so many players that can play in so many different positions. It gives you a lot of tactical flexibility and, and options. And that's what, to me, that's what this summer and this is this Inzaghi's Inter now is all about. It's about options. He wants to have different options and different tactical solutions to, 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 to problems. Carlos Agosto and Di Marco versus Cuadrado and Dumfries is a perfect example of that four different styles of wingbacks, all with different tools, which two on either wing, good at beating their man, two not, but in Di Marco's case, he has a world-class left foot um, in terms of crosses and shots and all that. Uh, and Dumfries poses an aerial threat. So you have different options on the wings, which is really important. Up front, same thing. You have Marcus Turam, who is Edin Dzeko's replacement. I think people finally can understand what I mean when I say that by after watching these two games. He mm-hmm. is Edin Dzeko's replacement. He is the guy who drops in deep. He links up. He 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 is the he does everything Dzeko did, only quicker, faster, better because he's younger and quicker and faster, um, and 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 has and has stamina. Um, I think his link up play is outstanding. He is a physical presence as well. I'm not worried about the goal scoring at all because uh, he's, you know, he he's that'll come. Yeah. And Lautaro is this is his time to shine now. Lautaro, this is this is Lautaro's Inter, and it's up to Lautaro to show that he's you know he can fill those boots. Um, and then you have Arnautovic, who's big, strong, physical, a bit Ibrahimovic-esque, um, and now Alexis Sanchez too, who you know me, Johnny. I I love this player. He's been one of my favorite players of the last twenty years. I think if you're bringing Alexis Sanchez on in the last twenty minutes as an option off the bench, <laughs> you're in a good place. Instead, instead of a Hawking Correa, oh, I mean, it's much more. And you know what I feel like with all the the like you said, like there's so many players that can be used in different ways. <coughs> Yeah, no, they can. Excuse me. No, they can. And Alexis Sanchez, people forget that Alexis Sanchez scored like 18 goals in Marseille last season. You know, uh, Alexis Sanchez is a set piece taker. Alexis Sanchez has the fo- has a football IQ that's through the roof. Um, he's, you know, Inter are going to be a difficult side to break because this is now fully a Simone Inzaghi team. There's no Jekyll, there's no Correa. There's no Gagliardini, there's no D'Ambrosio, there's no Ranocchia, there's no Handanovic. I mean, it, it, Stefano Sensi staying, and, and that is just 
unbelievably good as well. Look, Inter are, let's be honest, Inter are better in attack. Inter are better in midfield. Inter are better at wing-back. And I would argue Inter are better at defence too now with Pavard. I'd say with Pavard, Darmian, Acerbi, Bastoni, De Frey, uh, Bisek, I think Inter are stronger and more adapted. I to, think it's much more balanced, I would say. Yeah. No, um, I think they're better. I think that's why I think they're better. All of them overall, they're better suited to the type of football the manager wants to play. Um, and they're more adapted to, to each other and they provide options. The only weak weak area of the pitch where Inter have gotten weaker is in goal. In goal and let's not beat around the bush. Uh, yeah. Sommer is good, but he's not as good as Onana. And I, I don't think that's a controversial statement by any stretch of the imagination. No, um, I mean, we saw yesterday with the ball playing um, and the yeah. passing at the back, it just, it's, 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 it's night different. and day. And, and, and I don't expect, again, I never expected it. I wanted, you know, I mean, he did what I wanted him to do, though. He was, he was yeah. good in shot stopping. He made that big save that could yeah, have made it 2 1. Yeah. So. And also, yeah, I, he, he's a good, he is good with his feet. He's just not Onana good. But then again, who is yeah. good is, you know. He doesn't nobody. have the, he doesn't even, have the range. Allison. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have the range. I, I mean, Nima, I agree with you. I think in, in a lot of ways, the team has been upgraded. But I think it's going to be hard for Interisi to come around on that, given that we've, you know, we've parted ways with players of the caliber of Onana and Brozovic. But what I don't think anybody can argue is that in terms of depth, we legitimately have starting op- multiple starting options at every single you know position on the field. What, whatever you th- might think about Aldero, um, at every single position on the field, we have players that that can make an impact. Where you know, like you mentioned, Gallardini, D'Ambrosio, and, mm-hmm. and Andanovic. That's could, that's not depth. That's liabilities. All eleven, yeah. if you wanted to, and you would still have a, a a squad with the quality to win that game. Yeah, if you wanted to play Arnatovic, Sanchez up front, Augusto, Cuadrado, and then you got Fratesi, Sensi, and Aslani in the midfield. Like, I still think that team could win that game, no matter who it's up against. So he's he's looking at his bench, saying, "Okay, I can now attack the game." This way, this with Fratesi, yeah. begin a little more direct, whatever. Where last year, again, a team that went to the Champions League final, he looked down at his bench and said, "Okay, I guess can Gagliardini give me some minutes?" Like, what is yeah, you know? I mean, turning to D'Ambrosio a- in, in Bellanova in that moment, you know, instead of a, a Cuadrado and whatever, let's say Bisek, I don't know who it could have been, but or Darmian if Pavard start, you know. However, he he had he now has better options at his disposal. And now it's like we could really be competitive on all three fronts and still be able to rotate. Like Nima said, like what Spalletti did so well last year was keeping the team fresh. If if Inzaghi is able to go about it the same way and, and you know, keep everybody fresh, you can truly be competitive on all three fronts. We all know that the second star is the objective this season, which I want it to be as well. Like, I think this would be be massive to get it now and i feel like we truly have a team that's balanced in the way that it could it's not just a dream anymore it's a reality and we just have to continue the way we've started like i mean like we said on yesterday's pod i think that they the two wins have both been very calm very different from what we saw last season when inter would have two goal leads where you know it was almost frantic the last 15 20 minutes that you were worried are they going to give up one and then you know is it going to break our back and then we give up the third now I'm actually much more confident with with what we have, and 
I hope that you know we we can go into the Fiorentina game and and even the the derby after the international break and 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 start off hopefully with with four straight wins. That would be the dream. And of course, I don't think we have had that since Conte's first season at Inter, where he he came out of the guns blazing too. So, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be much more i feel like i'm much more calm and relaxed with it so i'm i'm excited to see where this can no, go look, this season um let's not let's not beat around the bush here inter have the inter have a team to win the scudetto there's no doubt about that in inter now inzaghi saying the second star makes sense in every aspect of of the pitch they have to compete they have to challenge for the serie a title it's as simple yeah. as that I can't say that they have to win it because Milan and Napoli are also good. Um, but all of these teams have their weaknesses. But Inter have to challenge. There is no doubt. No doubt. Inter have to mount a serious title challenge for the Serie A. The goals for this season are clear. Win the Supercoppa. Final of the Coppa Italia. Win the Serie A. And get to the round of last 16 in the Champions League. Those are the objectives. Yeah, it feels like the the squad knows it. The amount of players that are are we're talking about how we dropped too many points last year and why the game against Cagliari was so important because they almost needed to prove to themselves like we are different. Like we're not we're not going to approach these these smaller uh, games the way that we did last year because it set us back so much. Um, the fact that it's on everyone's mind actually gives me confidence because. You know they're determined to not repeat uh, repeat history and and drop as many points as they did, which is going to be impossible um, to make up this year given the amount of title challengers involved. Mm, no, I agree. No, it's it's going to be an absolutely crazy. It's going to be tight at the top. Uh, just to get the top four is going to be difficult uh, with Roma getting Lukaku as well. I think that throws a monkey wrench into everything because <laughs> Lukaku can win you games on his own in the Serie A like even if yeah. he's no longer as good as he once was it throw you know his it throws a spanner into the works because he can he wins you games in the Serie A he scores he's still good enough to score 15 20 goals in the Serie A and if you got Dybala there as well uh that that's look if they play 3-4-2-1 with Pellegrini Dybala and Lukaku and then you got Awar and Renato Sanchez, Zalewski, Spinazzola. That is incredible attacking depth for the Serie A. Like they, they can definitely finish in the top four. Uh, they're not going to mount a challenge for the title because they got Rui Patricio and he, you know. I was, uh, yeah, I was just going to say Nima for every goal that Lukaku scores, Patricio is yeah. going to let one in the other. Yeah, well, you know, it's just not going to happen. But top four, I can't they haven't addressed that. To be honest, I, I they, don't they can't. They they haven't sold any players, and 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 they're in the financial what do you call, the settlement agreement, so they're screwed. Um, just like well, what about what about Svilar? The, don't they have like a kid that they got from Benfica yes. on the bench? Svilar like, Svilar's got got errors in his game too. Mm. Um, I <clears throat> what little I have seen of him, I, I'm I'm not impressed. So mm. I, I think he is like a career backup. I don't think he'll ever really be able to take the reins. And there's mm. a reason Benfica let him go. You know, when does yeah. Benfica ever really let go of of no, truly talented never. young players? Like, never early, unless they get 115 million from a Chelsea. You know, like so. Oh my God! Enzo Fernandez is such a fantastic player. I I am so in love with him. 
I'm so I'm so in love and I'm so upset that we just didn't we didn't do that like, for fifteen. Enzo but, Fernandez whatever. is a generational regista. Like him in this midfield, <laughs> I mean, I would be thinking treble every season with with <laughs> this team. I'm not even kidding. Uh, Unbelievable player. It breaks what my heart. Like I would have been. Oh, never mind. We don't have to go there. But no, we don't need to go there. <laughs> but he's, Look, my, but, he's my new Rodrigo de Paul. Like it, it breaks. Yeah. Me. Like he's a guy that I, I would have wanted to see and still want to see at some point. But so I don't think it's no possible. No, he's, but. If he goes from Chelsea, it'll be to Real Madrid or something like that. I mean, he, yeah, he, he yeah. Which, <laughs> him and Bellingham together. Oh I mean, yeah, their their midfield is insane. <laughs> Real Madrid's midfield is genuinely insane. Um, yeah. But Inter, that's the thing, though. Inter's is not that far behind. Chalanoglu, mm-hmm. Aslani, Barella, Fratesi, Mkhitaryan, Sensi. That is a fantastic depth in central midfield. No, I would say, honestly, top three in Europe. And I'm not I'm not trolling. I think in, in terms of depth and quality that you have at your disposal, I would still say Real Madrid <laughs> is slightly ahead because of, I mean, you, you got... You mm. still have Modric, you still have Cruz, you got Chuameni, Kamavinga, mm. um, Bellingham, and, Bellingham. And, and Valverde. You know, it's like mm. Valverde, you, Valverde. Oh my God! You've got so <laughs> much. Uh, it, uh, it's just disgusting what they have available. No, no, it to truly is disgusting. I mean, Valverde, Valverde, Modric, Bellingham. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but no, no, Inter have. In terms of depth, an absolutely ridiculous midfield, and you know if if I, I the thing is, if you look at next summer, if you're looking for what they have to do, if they can go far in the Champions League again, and 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 bring more money in, you're looking at a situation where, okay, Pavard is there, Darmian's contract expires. Acerbi, I think he's signed two years, or I can't remember when he signed, what he signed. But with Bastoni, I think you're right. It's a two-year. Yeah, Bastoni's extended. Chalanoglu's extended. You got the all the key. extended. Yeah, yeah. So you, you know, so you're you're essentially looking at making minor tweaks and change. You need to replace Mikitarian because I don't think they're going to extend his contract. I think he's going to leave. Essentially, Alexis is one year. Yeah, Alexis. So so, so essentially, you're looking at. Potentially a starting midfielder and a back and a number four, a fourth striker, and potentially, uh, you know, a, 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 a central defender too. Potentially, Inter are in a very good position. They lowered the the average age of the squad. They lowered the gross wage bill by fifteen percent, and they now have a team that's better adapted to the coach now. They have to extend Simon Izagi's contract. At this point, when you put this team together, you need to tie him down. Yeah. yeah. Like, it would be suicide otherwise. 100% agree. Yeah, it would be insanity. Because then you, what you're doing is you're leaving yourself open to an EPL yeah. team poaching him at the end of the year. And that's not and then, impossible. And then what? No, yeah, exactly. it's not. I mean, I, I posed that question, you know, through... I mean, jokingly, but also somewhat seriously, like saying, like, if he were to win the league this year and he decides that, you know what, now I want another challenge because he would have won everything aside from the Champions League, which, I mean, he got to the final. I don't know if he's really, even with this squad, would it really be realistic to expect? Um, would he want to take on a challenge and who would we want to replace him? 
even st- like even if with the names you know that are out there, I, I don't think anybody would able- be able to take this current crop of players without having to do another squad refresh fully to be able to get what they want. So it's like you if you don't lock them up, that would be a scary yeah. a scary op you know thing. And if he's up. if he's gone, you would have to do a squad refresh because yeah, you have to. It's yeah. perfectly suited for the three five two, and there yeah. aren't you know. I don't not, know. A not, a, other... not a Consensao, not a Diego Simeone. Yeah. Like no. none of these guys no. would be able to come in. Nobody, no. nobody would be able no. to to fix. No, no. It, you would, know. it would only be Ivan Juric, but I don't think he's uh, right there no. quite yet. Um, but no, I'm with you. I, I completely agree. Um, I I completely agree with that. I, I think he will extend. I think we'll hear the we'll hear about his extension after the Mercato's closed. We'll hear him having extended until 2025. Uh, with a, with a, with an op- with an option uh, of another year, I think that's what we're we're going towards. And I think that now Simone and Simone's also the kind of guy who, yes, he's got ambitions, but he's also happy where he is. He remember he was yeah. at Lazio for five and a half years. He he's not the kind of guy who wants to, you know, he, if he's happy somewhere, he he'll stay. And he knows that he can write history at Inter. He's already written history at Inter. But he could write more history. He could win the second star, and if he were to win the Coppa Italia and the Supercoppa and win a domestic treble, and get into to to a to a Champions League quarterfinal minimum, and you know whatever, that would be that would be unbelievable. You know, he's that, already got a hell of a trophy cabinet. Yeah, he does. I mean, four trophies already in two years, and if he can win the Scudetto, he, and again, the domestic treble would would put him up there with the greats. And what did he get? Two uh, two Coppa Italias at Lazio. Yeah, I think it was one Coppa Italia and two Super Coppa. Oh, I'm that's what, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and and, so, and he, yeah, sorry. I was just gonna say. So you know, we're talking about the end of the Mercato. Um, if this is the end of Inter's Mercato, I know it's been saga after saga. But what would what grade would you give? Uh, Beppe and Auxilio and Zhang for their work over the past three months? I think players out, you have to give them a nine. I think a nine, nine and a half, even a ten, to be honest. I, I, I think when you get rid of everything you need to get rid of, you even manage to move Joaquin Correa. Um, you you've moved everybody i mean you moved everything you did you wanted to yeah i'd probably go 10 in terms of players out i always do like this with my ratings overall i give them a rating for players out and i give them a rating for players in and then i take an average on that and for me players out 10 i think they got rid of everything they need to get rid of and if you look at players in, seven is is where I am. So eight, eight and a half overall, something like that. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have to, I mean, prob- I would give a seven and a half overall, I think, just because I do believe that the squad is deeper this time around. And for that, you'd have to, you know, you have to give credit where credit is due. Really where I'm dinging them is you have players out, you have players in, but then also you have like a third aspect, which is how the dealings occurred this summer. 
right? So many players that were linked to that were at the very end of the finish line that the rug gets pulled out from under the fans every time we think we're signing a player. And I just thought the tumultuous nature of this summer didn't make sense for someone with Marotta's experience. Like you would have to imagine that he, he would have been able to handle these situations a little bit better, but it feels like we lost a lot of time with, uh, you know, thinking Lukaku was going to come in and, you know, maybe not necessarily uh, moving as well on, on Skamaka and, and Samarjic, even though it does feel like the Samarjic deal was a lot of BS from, um, from their side as well. So just the fact that it was so like tumultuous, even though the squad is upgraded, I'm going to land on, on a seven and a half for the summer. What about you, Johnny? So when I did it earlier today, I didn't factor in the players that went out. I just went based on who came in and I gave it a seven. But when you do, fa- I would have, when you do factor in what went out, I would have to give it an eight overall. Um, Cause like Nima said, I mean, if you're able to get rid of, Korea and then and then instantly like snatch up Sanchez on a free. That's amazing. Like you got this guy has been such dead weight for us and such. I mean, really, aside from the two the two goals he scored against Hellas and the goal he scored against um, Benfica in the quarterfinals, there's nothing really memorable about his his tenure at Inter. More more so, you know, memorable is is uh, an Empoli player jumping on his back and him pulling his hamstring and being out for. <laughs> you know, weeks. So that 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 in itself is incredible. I mean, the only thing that I'm really upset about, of course, was was selling Onana. We, you, everyone knows how I feel about him as a as a player. He was my favorite player last season, and I wanted to keep him more than anything. However, when you look at everybody who came in, I mean, I, I really overall I can't be upset. Were there other guys I preferred? Of course, but I I, I I'm excited about what Bset could be. Turam, I love, and and one thing I want to mention too, Nima, we talked about this yesterday, me and Alessandro, is imagine if we did drag our feet on that though and allow him to get to, to Milan like he was about to do. Like That could have been such a huge blow to our forward department. Like I don't know where it would be had, it, had we not just swooped in and wrapped that up so, so quickly as opposed to where the other ones where we dragged our feet. No, no Turam was, was key. Turam was, Marcus Turam was just that was the key that changed everything because that allowed Inter to not have to sign Romelu Lukaku and dance and and get screwed by Lukaku. Mm -hmm. The the Turam signing was pivotal. It was another ish, another instance where it was a player with a free on a free transfer was linked to half of Europe and who Inter got. It's a player who two years ago was going to sign Inter before he got injured. Um, and Korea is going to France. And I think every Inter fan in the world is now a Marseille fan because if Marseille finish in the, and get to the Champions League, they have to buy Joaquin Correa for $10.5 million. I mean, it's just, I mean, that would be getting paid for Joaquin Correa is, yeah. <laughs> I mean that top, would, that top would, four million okay. boys. Let's go, Marseille. The other, the other really important aspect of the Turam signing is the timing of when it happened. It allowed Turam and Lautaro to essentially get a full, almost a full preseason together, and you mm. can see the understanding that they, you know, they already have. And Turam mm. looks like he he fits like a glove into the system. So 
they have to be given credit for um, signing him when they did it as well. And Fratesi. I think people are sleeping on Fratesi. Fratesi is not is is a very direct player. Um he makes those runs to rip defenses apart when they're closing and choking and suffocating Inter. I, I think he's gonna have a very key role this year, Fratesi. I think he's he's gonna be very important. Um, and I do want to see him next to Barella. I want to see Fratesi on the left. I want to see Barella on the right. And I want to see Chalanoglu continue to play in the, number, in the sixth role. And I'm finally happy that people are understanding and seeing what Chalanoglu has done, is doing, and has been doing all of last season in that number six role. I think he's he's not as good as Enzo, maybe, he's, but he's not far off. I think he's one of the best in the world in that position now. Okay, guys. Yeah, I got a question to... Go to kind of bring this to a close, since obviously the Mercato is coming to a close, let's go around the table. Who is the signing that you are most excited about in this Mercato? And who do you think will have the biggest impact on the season? The signing that I'm most excited about is Turam. Um, I, I, after that game against Cagliari, I'm obsessed. I just think that he was so 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 good and to think of what he can do as as time goes on he's the signing that i'm most excited for um the best signing of the summer is is pavard though um there's no doubt the the difference in a, a defense that's comprised of darmian acerbi and bastoni versus a defense that's comprised of pavard acerbi and bastoni is night and day night and day mm. so he has to be for me the signing of the summer Nima, what about you? No, it has to be Pavard. I mean, you know how much I wanted Pavard to come to Inter under Inzaghi. I can't go with anyone else. It's he is exactly the kind of signing that Inter needed to do for their to end the summer on a high, um, a summer that started on a high with Turam, uh, and then lots, you know, continued well, uh, lots of drama. Um, but at the end of the day, i conti si fanno alla fine. You know, the 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 accounts. You settle the accounts at the end, and you give your grades at the end of the of, of the semester. And sure. Inter have hit every single target that they needed to do, uh, and it's been a successful summer. Uh, now, Inzaghi knows what awaits him. Uh, they've one aspect as well is when you lose D'Ambrosio, when you lose Jeko, Lukaku, Brozovic, Skriniar, that's a lot of leadership. Jeko, that's a lot of leadership and captain material in a dressing room. And when you bring in someone like Pavar, Tiran, you're bringing in younger, more not as experienced, but you're bringing in, especially with Pavar, someone who's won everything already um, and has done so being not just being in the squad as a passenger, but has been one of the most important players when doing so. That brings experience. That brings quality. The other players respect that. Um, and it's, it makes Inter so much more competitive in every position. Um, it makes Inter younger. The average squad age is lower. Um, and the quality, I think the depth and height. I, don't, you know, I know some people said, oh, well, Jeco and Lukaku out. Sanchez and Turamin is is not 
you know, that that's somehow a weakening. I, I disagree with that. I think I think Inter's attack is better off now than it was a year ago. I think Inter's midfield, given how Inter play, which is much more direct, uh, somewhat more counter-attacking football and direct football, I think Inter's midfield is better now this year than it was last year. I think the wing-backs, for sure, uh, as much as I like Robin Gorsens, he's very similar to Dumfries and Di Marco. Carlos Agosto isn't, and he's 24, and he's cheaper. Uh, Juan Cuadrado has a, has a one-year stopgap to offer someone who can beat his man on the wing is an outstanding signing. I have no problem with that. And the defense as well, Bastoni, Pavard on either side of Acerbi or Defray, it takes the pressure off Bisek. And then, nah, it's, it's, it's a, it, this, this is, this is, I'm so excited uh, about this. And I, and I, I'm happy for Simone because I think he deserves this. I think he deserves some peace of mind and some calm when he works. Um, now it's up to him to deliver the, the, the second star, which is, and he's been very clear about that. That's the target. As it should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll go real quick just for me. Um, yeah, the guy I'm most excited about is is Turam. Um, but I think I think the one who's going to be have the biggest impact on the squad is going to be Pavard. And I, uh, I cannot wait to see him pinging balls across the field to whether it's Fratesi, Lautaro, whomever. Um, yeah, it's going to be after a really rough summer and a, a really tumultuous summer up and down to end on a note like this. I can't wait. So can't wait to see him play and, 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 and close the market and, and, you know, hopefully uh, continue this run that we have started out on. No, I mean, uh, you know, this this creates positivity around Inter. And I think we play Fiorentina at home or do we play away? At home. Yeah. Home. Yeah. Very important. He will be the yeah. signing. You know, they will unveil him. He'll he'll get applause at half time if he's not in the squad. You know, all, all that stuff. It's it's a marquee signing. It's a signing that makes the fans happy. It's a signing that makes the manager happy, makes the squad happy. It shows ambition. It's it's because you know what you're getting. You're not getting some unproven. Yeah. You're getting a world FIFA World Cup winner. You're getting a Champions League winner. You're buying a player off of Bayern Munich who they didn't want to sell. And you're getting a player though who's coming off a severe back injury, you know. So hopefully he can heal in time to uh to make his appearance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! That the 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 Mauri Calvi syndrome. Yeah, with... the back, the cold. I forgot what else they said. I mean, oh. It's the been, nausea, the nausea. We got, we got to check on, we got to check on the medical staff at Bayern. Maybe they're not doing a good job there. But no, all but jokes look, aside, it's, yeah. it's, it's the reporting around that by the German, some of the German media has been, it's been disgraceful. Um, let's be honest, because as a journalist, no matter if you're a sports journalist or a political journalist or a entertainment journalist, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to be the news. You're supposed to report the news as it is. You're not supposed to <laughs> to create an agenda around the news. And and this is they have been trying to stop Pavard from going to Inter. Actively trying to block a transfer. And some of them and and, and I've I've honestly 
I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted. I, I think it's disgusting because that's not your job. Your job isn't to, to, to facilitate deals or block deals. It, it's utterly bizarre. Yeah, the the comments about a career downgrade and my advice and stuff like that. Like, no, but that's fine. That's fine. If you're asked your opinion, that's fine. I'm talking about the stuff like the blatant lies. Havard has decided to stay. He's not going in the middle of the night. Like, and the tweet is still up. Weeks, which is when everyone know it was a lie. And he's allowing yeah. people to like re like I would have muted it or or turned it off or turned or off replies or whatever it. or deleted it yeah delete it for sure especially if you get you know caught with your pants down like that but my goodness I mean he's because like it was a lie. down digging his heels and it was a complete lie Byron told him that and he knew it was yeah, a, a lie he's a mouthpiece yeah and and it's it's embarrassing because you don't work for Byron's Club TV you work for you work for yeah. You work for Sky Sky Germany. You're supposed to be a journalist. You're supposed to report the news as it is, not as you wish it was, because then we're not doing journalism. We're doing propaganda, and that's something different. It's it's embarrassing. I, I genuinely think it's been really really shameful and disgraceful behavior by some people. And 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 you know, do your jobs, people. Like that's all I'm going to say. Do your job properly with some shame and pride. Well, I know, uh, Alessandro, we got to get going here. So, uh, yes, sir. Uh, Nima, thank you so much for, yes, for jumping on. I know, for, I know you've been doing the rounds on the, the podcast circuit mm. lately. You're talking about Beto. The Italian football podcast has been on fire recently. I have to thank say you. it's been really enjoyable to listen. Yeah. Thanks, I'm looking forward guys. to listening to the, the questions episode, yeah. uh, in a little bit myself. So yeah, yeah no, if you this, guys, if you're listening this, and you don't, subscribe already to the patreon 2.99 a month it's the Thank best 2.99 a month you could spend Thanks. Plus, <laughs> exactly <laughs> but that goes uh, to your government that's that's not up to us <laughs> <laughs> no but thank yeah. you so much guys but I, I gotta say this has been i have been doing a lot i i this mercato it's been busy um we 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 like myself and Carlo are fucking exhausted. I'm sorry for swearing, but but it's been a very exhausting summer. Um, it's been a lot of work, and it's also kind of paid off because people have been appreciating it, and 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 it's been really yeah. fun to do. It's been really fun to do. But yeah, I mean, between Beto, between you know him going to Arsenal, between the, Everton. The, sorry, Everton. See, I'm tired. I am. Uh, I, I, just wanted, I just wanted to save you so you didn't get you know. Thank you. Thank a bunch you. of tweets. No, you're right. You went to Everton, not Arsenal. But between him going to Everton, between the Tottenham going, maybe going to Milan, Osmond going to Roma, Icardi um, going to Tottenham, mm. you've you've been all over it. Where where yeah. did you want to? Uh, what was another? The one? James oh, Allhot. Um, yeah, the the, yeah, the Euro we're, show. We're, the Euro I mean, show. Yeah, he we're was talking about uh, Zaniolo with a Villa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you've yeah. been everywhere, man. Yeah, I've been doing everything. Now I'm doing actually CGTN, the Chinese thing, on Wednesday, on Thursday, Friday. Sorry. They uh they want oh to do a gosh. Champions League. Yeah, I, I'm I'm tired. It's been a, it's been an exhausting summer. I'm really, I'm whenever there are these three month mercatos, when there's no champions, like there's no championship, there's no European or World Cup in the middle of the summer. At the end of that, when that international break comes, yeah, I love You're that weekend. <laughs> I love that weekend. I do nothing but sleep for forty eight hours. <laughs>
So I am looking forward to the first international break like you would not believe. <laughs> well, hopefully you can get to a spa like you did last year and uh, you know unplug from the society for a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be answering my phone that weekend. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> for the listeners, if you guys want a front row seat to Nima's exhaustion, you can follow him <laughs> at Twitter at Nima Tavrud with two O's. Uh, of course, the Italian Football Podcast on Patreon. Anywhere else you want uh, the people to find you. No, I mean, you know, if you want to listen to the, to the, you know, we do a Monday show, which is free for everyone on, on Spotify, uh, Google podcast, iTunes, if you want to check that out. And you, you can also now sign up uh, if you want to be a subscriber on the pod on Spotify, Patreon and Spotify did a thing together. So you can actually oh, cool. do it on, yeah, on Spotify too. I got a chance so, for that. Yeah, it makes it easier for everybody, which we're very happy about. Uh, we, so they did a thing. I don't know how it works, but it works. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and we're on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and all that shit. It's always the same handle, at EtaFootPod. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Johnny, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, thank you again, Nima. Um, Always appreciate when you come on, when you're inside and everything you're able to share. Always a pleasure to be on. We're definitely going to do this more times this season. Amazing. Uh, All right, guys. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi.